coronavirus is certainly on our mind as we begin another episode of the show that's all about the South. I'm John Rawl, and this is the Y'all Show. Coming up today, in addition to coronavirus, the update there, including the latest number, more than 600 cases of COVID-19 reported across the country. We'll break it down here in the South, where many of these cases are. That's coming up in just a second, and a lot of other things have happened with coronavirus that we'll tell you. We actually have, courtesy of the Today Show on NBC, we're going to let you hear a report that was on the Today Show this week that gives you a, a little bit of a breakdown if you need to go to the grocery store or down to your local Dollar General. Some of the items that you might want to purchase now, after you hear this and after this was on the Today Show, something tells me a lot of these items are probably already done balled up at your local grocery store. Well, we hope that doesn't happen and, and maybe there's a large quantity of these products available for you to purchase. But we'll share that information, some helpful information as we try to make this thing go away as quickly as possible and make it as, as painless as possible and hopefully as the least deadly as possible over the next few days and weeks and possibly months coronavirus information headed your way here to start today's y'all show later this hour we have a good news story coming out of middle tennessee where the tornadoes happened last week and a great thing to pass along and speaking of middle tennessee its current resident the former east tennessee and dolly parton in the news and you're not going to believe what she says she wants to do for her 75th birthday and this would be a good a good distraction in a time right now with coronavirus and tornadoes we need a distraction like this coming from the soon-to-be 75-year-old Dolly Parton. We'll have that in just a handful of moments. Today's primary day in a couple of states around the country, including here in the South, Mississippi, and Missouri. And we're going to go to the state of Mississippi and hear from a guy that really has been an expert more than anybody on politics in the Magnolia State. A former co-worker of mine, Bobby Harrison, he currently is with the website Mississippi Today. And he had a conversation with Elaine Keanu of CBS News. And we're going to play a portion of that interview as part of our Southern Political Report about the primary today. It's more than just the president on the ballot in Mississippi on the Democratic side. They've got a Senate race in the state of Mississippi this year as Cindy Hyphen-Smith's seat will be up for re-election. And there's going to be at least one formidable opponent, a, a recognizable opponent, a familiar opponent for Cindy Hyphen-Smith that will be going up against her in November, assuming this person prevails in the primary today. All that plus will give you some helpful temps. If you're, if you're going to be going to the polls in Missouri on this day, we'll let you know some of the information you need to have. Plus, we'll give you the latest real clear politics information of who in a, let's say, a Joe Biden, Donald Trump race in November. We'll give you the latest poll numbers on that as part of our Southern Political Report. Also, before we go to hour two on today's Y'all Show, we're going to go right back to the ultimate guide of the South, y'all.com. And if Dolly Parton's wish for her 75th birthday is not enough to get us a little bit more uh, taken aback from all this craziness with coronavirus and tornadoes and uh, tax days just about a month away, if you need a little bit more of a break, if you need to put a smile on your face, Clark Shelton, the editor of y'all.com, 
has a story up right now that we're going to kind of give you some of the highlights it's hummingbird season and did you know it's coming up soon in the south so to think about something different hummingbirds or wool it's kind of those are those little creatures are going to be on our mind at the end of this hour as part of our y'all.com update in hour two we've got a sports land yep congratulations to the east tennessee state university buccaneers they punched their march madness ticket on monday night in Asheville, north carolina and we'll tell you how they got the big win over wofford and now the bucks with 30 wins way to go etsu kenny chesney university etsu and i'm trying to think if somebody else famous went there huh i guess just just kenny chesney's the most famous alum of that school etsu fans hit me up here y'all show at y'all.com if you want if you want me to brag about other etsu alums i'll be happy to do that there from johnson city tennessee also our number telephone number 803-816-1170 we've got other sports information as part of our sports land yet we'll let you know who won the women's tournaments this past weekend the sec the acc and more as that particular march madness for the women gets going next week and we'll let you know the at least the postseason for the ncaa standpoint we'll let you know about that as part of our sports land yep also in hour two our college baseball insider matt hermans makes a heroic return to the mound of the y'all show at least and he'll deliver his first pitch of college baseball fun in the second hour plus we'll get him to talk about something from y'all.com we've been very very active on y'all.com in the last few days and there's a wonderful recipe perfect for march madness it's called three point poppers and Matt Earmans is going to drop by an hour or two and weigh in on this great recipe and jalapenos and how you can cook them up with some bacon and some ranch dressing. Ooh, it just looks yummy. And the Barrister Bodacious Barbecue is going to take a stab at it. It's going to be much, much, much fun. Your stomach will definitely be growling when the Barbecue Barrister makes an appearance in hour number two podcast form we're available for free download in apple Podcasts, the iheart radio app as well as the tune in app all free of charge search for y'all show and we're right there awaiting your fingertips to hit subscribe or like whichever the case and you'll be set this show each and every day that we get uploaded will come right to you free of charge also check us out at y'all.com and y'all.com on facebook Looking at headlines, as we said, coronavirus is certainly on our mind. The president, vice president, with a big press conference on Monday from the White House. And we now know that COVID-19 has seen more than 600 cases of it pop up around the country. And we've seen deaths happen from this. And we've had 22 deaths already in the state of Washington state. That is a horrible statistic now. This is as of midnight last night. 22 cases of death in the state of Washington one death in california two deaths in florida we reported on those i think from one from the jacksonville area one from tampa i think i'm right on that but those were the only deaths i had now breaking it down by state of cases again washington state has 22 deaths but actually the state of new york has more cases than any state as of again midnight last night 142 cases out of the empire state 128 cases in washington state california 104 cases massachusetts 24 cases of coronavirus then the numbers go down from there and it looks like every single state now has at least one case of coronavirus that's pretty scary to let you know about now let me tell you who else has pretty high numbers of cases of coronavirus in case you are traveling there you have family members massachusetts with 24 florida with 14 oregon and texas both have 14 cases confirmed at this point 
Georgia has 10 cases of coronavirus confirmed at this point. And then looking at other southern states, South Carolina, that number's popped up to six. Just the other day, they had their first, I think it was over the weekend, one confirmed case. And now the Palmetto State with six. It just shows you how quickly this thing it has the potential to spread. Maryland with five confirmed cases of coronavirus. Kentucky has four. In the state of Tennessee, three confirmed cases. I think Davidson County, Williamson County, Shelby County, and Memphis. Those are where those are in the state of Tennessee. The District of Columbia has two cases confirmed. North Carolina with two cases. Virginia, two cases. And the states of Louisiana, Missouri, Oklahoma all have one case confirmed right now. And this does not include 66 additional cases from the Diamond Princess cruise ship as they're being treated just off the coast of San Francisco for that. So looking again at the hot spots, there are three, rather four, if you look at the map of where coronavirus seems to be the largest in the country right now, Westchester County, New York. It looks like 98 cases alone in that one county just above New York City. That's that's scary. That county's got more than any place in the country. King County, where Seattle, it has 83 cases as of last evening. And then Santa Clara in California with 38 cases, Los Angeles with 14 cases. And in the south, if you look at where the greatest concentration of cases, it looks like are located, Atlanta seems to have more than any other spot. And again, Georgia as a whole only has, as of the last report, 10 cases, as it looks like most all the cases are in Georgia right around Atlanta and other than Houston, Texas, that has a, a couple of cases in that area. Those are your two metropolitan areas that have the most cases. And these are not very many. And remember, this is not being too optimistic. This is being realistic. We hope these cases are contained. And I'll tell you about some self-quarantine information in a second. But we hope that these cases go away as quickly as possible after this two-week time period. We need, because it won't hurt, we need some hot weather. If there's ever a time we need some hot weather, we need that in our entire country right now, as it appears if this case, the coronavirus is similar to past flu types, a warm weather climate will make this disease spread a little bit less, maybe even help kill it. And that would be the best news of all. But a scary time again, more than 600 cases of COVID-19 in the country as of last evening. And it's killing people as we said with washington state alone now that number has jumped up to 22 deaths and we've seen other deaths here in the southeast now i told you about quarantining that seems to be the best approach if you think you have a chance that you might have contacted someone with coronavirus or perhaps you think you have it and you have already gone to the doctor or you're being treated we need to let we need to give you some pointers here so thanks to the today show here this week, they had a great little report there done by one of their reporters, correspondent Vicki Wynn. She and the anchor there on the morning show talked about how they could come up with a shopping list, what you need to have on hand to quarantine. Remember, if you're going to if you're going to self-quarantine, this could be a two week, at least 14 day, two week quarantine, self-quarantine. That's that's got to be absolutely brutal for people who, if you're like most Americans, you you treasure your liberty. You can go anywhere and you can do anything you want. Well, you can't do that if you're self-quarantining and you need help. And you need help right now getting the right products just as a precaution in case you or someone you love 
needs to self-quarantine. So again, NBC's Vicki Wynn, she was on the Today Show this week, and I'm going to play a portion of her interview where she went through some of the things from dry goods to other products you need to go ahead and get or find. Maybe it's in a corner of your house, and you need to make sure you have it in case a self-quarantine is needed. And here's that report right now from the Today Show. You don't have to run out and get it all now, but let's start adding to your shopping list the next few trips. You probably already have some of this pasta, dry goods, rice, super important beans. That's good. Don't forget about the kids with the nut butters, some jellies. Protein bars are a great thing. Oatmeal. And but I don't know about you, but I have to have popcorn and chips in my house. It's not a survival thing, but it's a comfort thing. Canned goods, same thing. Canned meats, a great idea. These are going to last you a long time, and that's the key. The idea is you may not be getting out to the market for the next couple of weeks or longer if you end up developing symptoms. So you want to have these items that are shelf-stable in your house. You want to remember the pets. Absolutely. One of our Twitter followers actually said, hey, don't forget about the animal supplies. That's important. Sometimes your pets need meds, not to mention the food or other items they're going to need, plus a bottled water supply. This is CDC and the Department of Homeland Security. Not worried about contamination in the water supply, but always a good idea to have some extra for any sort of emergency. Toiletries and medications here. Hygiene products as well. And let's talk about baby products. You know how quickly those babies go through their diapers. So you want to have things at home that make you feel comfortable. That's going to help you reduce the anxiety because you're going to feel like, hey, I have what I need if I need to hunker down for a couple of weeks or longer. This is vital. We were talking about this last week. The -the over-the-counter medicines, it's cold and flu season anyway. So they talk about how there's no cure for COVID-19. You're just going to want to alleviate symptoms and stay comfortable. So that means having pain relievers, cough medicine. If you rely on prescription drugs, do what Al did. Get that extra two months supply right now so you have it. You have peace of mind in case there's any sort of disruption to the supply chain. And the cabin fever can get real. Yes, 100%. You could get bored once you're done binging. You're going to want to have those games, have those books, things you can do as a family if you're not isolating folks from each other. This is really important. Go back to old school stuff. Read a book. Maybe that two weeks of quiet time will do you some good. From the Today Show, a report earlier in the week from Vicki Wynn on the Today Show talking about how if you need to self-quarantine some of the items that are certainly essential to get through a possible two-week self-quarantine. And I've got a report here in a second of people who are having to self-quarantine who are a little bit famous. And if you have to self-quarantine, this is is nothing that you should feel ashamed about. There's a lot of people right now currently self-quarantining. You just need to know the right stuff to have or help get someone to help you. And that's the report there from the Today Show hopefully will help in that effort. Now, another Princess cruise ship has been kept at sea pending the coronavirus test. The Caribbean Princess was on a 10-day trip to the Panama Canal, and it was scheduled to dock in Grand Cayman on Monday, but the California-based cruise line said it will keep passengers and crew from disembarking and instead will pick up test kits after notifying the CDC that the two crew members who had transferred from a Princess ship in California were a guest had tested positive for COVID-19. And now thousands of passengers on this other Princess Cruises ship now being kept on board while these crew members get tested for the virus. And again, this is a cruise line that has a connection to Fort Lauderdale in Florida, where a lot of the cruise ships, especially go toward the Panama Canal, go out of. The ship is under a, quote, no-sell order from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, requiring it to remain at anchor off the coast of Florida until further notice. That's why... 
It was originally scheduled to return Wednesday to Fort Lauderdale, but right now, this other cruise ship now docked off of Fort Lauderdale, not able to come into the port, the Caribbean Princess, and with thousands of people on board, this is an ugly, ugly thing there for this part of the country. We've seen that cruise ship off of San Francisco, and I don't necessarily subscribe to the belief that cruise ships are the most wonderful vacation, first of all, but especially now that this coronavirus has broken out. Imagine being trapped on this thing for two weeks, in addition to the time that you had already planned on being on it. They're going to have to import supplies. These ships, they're not set up for two weeks worth of people being on board. And, and I don't know about all the other amenities that go along with being on a cruise ship like this. And this, we, we just, we're going to have to pull the whole, we're going to have to pull the anchor up on all of these cruise ships or drop anchor, maybe, maybe the more appropriate term and keep these things from selling because it seems like cruise ships are the most likely place to have this spread happen based on what we've seen with past cruise ships now also in florida theme parks there are keeping an eye on coronavirus as spring break is arriving across the southeast some kids are out this week some next week some throughout the rest of march into april and yes the theme parks are trying to prevent them from being the next cruise ship that we are having uh, essentially orders from the cdc to no longer go out to sea because of this scare as coronavirus czar mike pence the vice president he says that a lot of people of course make their plans to go to places like disney world universal studios and more and he knows that whether it's disney world or whatever the destination may be people need to be careful especially seniors or people with a chronic underlying health condition and i know that the theme parks are being proactive i hope they're they've been proactive in fact it was on Sunday night. I happened to run into a neighbor of mine who I had noticed. I had not heard much from them. And this is a neighbor that I hear a lot of. And frankly, I don't want to hear a lot of their stuff. But for a week, I didn't hear a thing. I thought they'd moved out, perhaps. And I saw him Sunday night. And I, hey, uh, we went down to Disney World for a week. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a great time to go to Disney World right in the middle of the coronavirus outbreak. And, uh, I was at least six feet away, so maybe perhaps I was not affected by this virus if they did get a, a a dose of it. Hopefully they didn't, but they had youngsters and more. And again, you hate to hear this. I mean, a, a place like Disney World, places like Florida, places in the tourism industry, hotels everywhere. I mean, there's are, there are things being canceled left and right. We already told you on the Monday y'all show how South by Southwest has been shuttled for this year or shuttered is the better word and you also have been told about sporting events concerts and more i mean it's just kind of becoming out of control all these cancellations and this is horrible for our our surging economy this is horrible for our country it's horrible for our world we need to put a stop to this and it may not be quite the scare that some people think it is but maybe it is we just simply don't know at this point but if you've got a trip planned to walt disney world or somewhere else in florida right now you might want to make sure you go to the various websites of your your theme park that you're going to and make sure the guidelines are up for you and you don't make the trip all the way down there and find out the place is closed it'd be like on vacation where chevy chase went out to wally world and they found that place closed not for the coronavirus then that one though and speaking of closures, let's see, a couple of professional sports organizations have all come out saying they're going to close locker rooms amid the coronavirus scare. And this includes the NBA, 
Major League Baseball and the NHL, all saying that for right now, in a joint statement Monday night, they put a statement out saying that they're closing access to locker rooms and clubhouses to all non-essential personnel, and that includes the media, all because of the virus outbreak. And I think this is a wonderful thing. In fact, if you want to know my personal opinion, I don't think the media ought to be in anybody's locker room anytime. That's the players' area. Let the players have fun. And if they want to come out and speak to the media, there's areas called press rooms. And they can have a little microphone up and they can ask any question they want. I don't need to see a sweaty player or a player that just got out of the shower. We can wait five minutes and get them in a more comfortable environment. I know this has been going on a long time to get the locker room interview. I maybe, maybe, maybe after this coronavirus, people will become used to this and we'll no longer see locker room interviews. That'd be great. And honestly, you have less chance of somebody saying they should something they may not need to say, or you may not see something you shouldn't see if you don't have locker room interviews. But it looks like several of these professional leagues all teaming up to announce, at least for right now, because of the virus, no locker room interviews and no other people in the locker room unless they have to be there for some reason with the organization now to the self-quarantine group that i was telling you about the latest person from the world of politics that's going to be self-quarantining is doug collins you remember him from the impeachment hearings in the house the very outspoken proponent of president trump who's a congressman from north georgia and now he's self-quarantining he's a member the ranking member of the house judiciary committee And now he's giving himself a self-quarantine as he reportedly came in contact with an infected coronavirus patient who had attended that CPAC conference in Oxon Hill, Maryland last month. And that's where you had other people that also are self-quarantining, like Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, is also self-quarantining. And now Doug Collins, who is running for the U.S. Senate seat that currently is held by the appointee of brian kemp the governor as he appointed someone who is filling that term and now, and she's a republican and now she's going to have to face off against doug collins the self-quarantining doug collins and and he's a congressman trying to become a senator to fill that seat left by johnny isaacson's retirement at the end of december 2019 he's self-quarantining and i'm trying to think if other members of the world of politics are self-quarantining besides Ted Cruz, I think there's a chance Matt Schlapp, who actually puts on CPAC, it it looks like he may be self-quarantining. And again, there's no shame of that. They're just doing the right thing if they think they came in contact or if they're showing signs, as it looks like it's about a 14-day process for this quarantine to be effective and get the thing out of your system or not have coronavirus. I'm not a medical doctor. I apologize. But that's why we told you earlier in the show why you might want to stock up on some supplies or run down to your local DG and get some of the, the the things that will be helpful, the dry goods, in case you do or someone in your family has to self-quarantine. Now, all of this is not good for the economy. The Dow dropped on Monday 7.8%, the worst fall in 12 years as a free fall in oil price and worsening fears of fallout from the virus seized the markets and it was very very tough for those involved on wall street and a a lot of people are very careful with their money right now and again the dow jones industrial average plunging more than 2000 points at one point during the day and it closed with a drop of 7.8% 
the worst since 2008. European markets also entered a bear market, registering their heaviest losses since the darkest days of that 2008 meltdown that we all know well that happened during that year, 2008. And right now the Dow dropping 7.8%, a tough economic situation with this coronavirus outbreak now moving away from the virus more news to tell you about and sadly two service members of our great armed forces killed by enemy forces while advising and accompanying iraqi security forces while serving in iraq the military said in a statement the two were killed during a mission to eliminate a stronghold for the isis group in a mountainous area of north central iraq this happened on sunday the names we don't have that in accordance with the u.s department of defense policy Names being withheld pending next of kin. I don't have the names right now, but two service members, and I don't have their branch of service at this point, but killed in the line of duty in Iraq fighting ISIS. I thought we had eliminated ISIS, but evidently there's still some pockets out there and our heroes dying in the line of duty there over the weekend. Now, a story to tell you about if you live in Florida and you're a woman specifically, women in Florida can now order what's called a owl shot while at the bar. And if they order a owl shot, that's a little code to let the bartender know that they're in danger. That's a great idea. As members of a student government group came up with this clever idea for women to secretly signal bartenders or wait staff that they need assistance. All they have to do is order a specific type of shot and help will be on the way. A great creation there from students at Florida Atlantic University as they work with local bars to create this unified system for bar patrons to discreetly ask for help that's a a good thing that maybe will catch on and spread throughout the country of course it's called an owl shot because if you know anything about florida atlantic university there in boca raton they're the owls and maybe you'll see this go on to other places across the south like a tide shot in tuscaloosa to let the bartender know that someone's in in danger and and they don't want to make a big too big of a deal because they, they don't know where the situation may lead but That's pretty creative there in Boca Raton with that particular effort to help women in their effort to not be injured or raped, killed, whatever the case may be. Very, very forward thinking there. A story coming out of Middle Tennessee, which they're still, of course, digging out through the horrible damage from last week. 25 people killed when the tornadoes passed through Nashville and also Mount Juliet and Putnam County, Cookville as Nashville nonprofits were after the storm came through last week, they were so overwhelmed with volunteers and donations for tornado relief that they had to ask helpers to take a day off. Hands on Nashville, which operates a clearinghouse for volunteers, posted a blog over the weekend saying thousands of volunteers continued to knock out projects at an insane speed. Volunteers were so effective that multiple agencies and locations have reached out to us tonight. And they've asked to cancel various projects that have been slated for the next day. And isn't that a in a horrible situation with these storms that killed these many people there in Middle Tennessee that you had so many people coming to help out and donations as it looks like the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee reported $6.5 million in pledge contributions as of Monday. And one of the big donors was Taylor Swift. She donated a million dollars and the Tennessee Titans Foundation and the owner of the Titans, Amy Adams Strunk, she donated another million dollars. The NFL Foundation pledged another $250,000 to help out tornado victims in the Middle Tennessee area. So people coming together, it truly is the volunteer state. And what a great story. If you're going to have a horrible story 
at least this is a positive note here that so many people came to help out that there were too many of them and but there's not too much money keep giving find a way to give if taylor swift can give and the titans can give and other people can give you too can help out the victims in middle tennessee now here's another story that makes you smile here on a day we need headlines to make us smile a father a son and a dog from kansas all crashed their plane after it landed into a tree in florida and these three the father the son and not the holy ghost but the dog they walked off without a scratch after this plane crashed into a tree in florida as the beach bonanza aircraft which is a six-seater it crashed around 10 a.m just short of the runway at the destin executive airport that's right there in downtown destin i've flown into that place right there right by what is that uh Oh, Louisiana land. Yeah, is right near there. That's one of the places downtown Destin. And these two men and their lab retriever walked off without a scratch from Kansas. They are. So the NTSB investigating, but what a miracle to not have a scratch after crashing into a tree in that six seat passenger plane. And finally, if that wasn't enough to make you sit back and say, man, maybe this world's going to be all right. The world will be all right if we can make it to Dolly Parton's upcoming 75th birthday. as She's going to have that in the not-so-different... It's about a year from now. Dolly was born in 46, so she's got another year. She just turned 74. But guess what, old Dolly? And I mean it in a positive way. Old, O-L-E. Guess what, old, big old Dolly, if you, if you know what I mean. And that ties in with what we're saying here. Uh, She did an interview this week with 60 Minutes Australia, and she admitted to the Aussies that she plans, she has no plans to retire. And get this, uh, I don't know if Dolly's on the wacky weed here in her mid-70s, but Dolly Parton says she wants to pose for Playboy magazine for her 75th birthday next year. And that's, I think her birthday was in February, I think. I'll, I'll Google it here in just a second. In 1978, Dolly became the first country singer to make it on the cover of Playboy when she wore Playboy's iconic bunny outfit, ears, and a bow tie. And I don't think she got naked in there. At least I've never seen the photos from back in 78 of Dolly. And that, that way we, we can maybe get a little bit of that big the big question answered if we actually saw that. But yeah, she plans to go back into Playboy next year for her 75th birthday dolly pardon those particular copies and i haven't seen a playboy magazine ever no i'm just kidding i've I've seen it on the newsstand (laughs) uh that might just sell remember there's only been as a guy who published a magazine i know this there's only been two magazines in the history of magazines that have sold every single copy on the newsstand and oddly enough you know what i never realized this until just now they both have black women on the cover those two magazines that have sold 100 percent of what's called the sell through was victoria no i'm sorry vanessa vanessa williams when she was in penthouse magazine remember that miss america and george burns on the cover oh my god she's nude that issue sold out a real collector's item and the only other magazine to ever sell through 100 percent was the premier issue of oprah magazine and that sold out dolly might be the first caucasian to ever have a sell-through of 100 percent, which shouldn't be that hard because in a world where it's hard to find any magazines these days 
I would think all of those copies would sell. By the way, Dolly's birthday is January 19th. So we got to wait till January 19th of 2021, our 75th birthday for the Locust Ridge, Tennessee native. Can't wait for that one. Well, that wraps up our headlines of what's going on in the South right now. Coronavirus, again, is the hot topic. When we come back, a hot topic specifically here today in the states of Mississippi and Missouri. It's a primary day if you're a Democrat. And we'll tell you about what's going on specifically in Mississippi. A little bit of Missouri information. We'll we'll show you if you know what I mean. Also, we've got some poll averages coming in on the presidential side from the Real Clear Politics poll. That's coming up as part of our Southern Political Report right here on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Ah, over in Aberdeen on my way to... Continuing on with the show all about the South, it is primary day. It's the Super Tuesday light, we'll call it here in the South. As today, if you're a Democrat and you live in the states of Mississippi and Missouri, you can go vote for your favorite presidential candidate. And we'll have information about Missouri in a second. But up first, we'll talk about the Magnolia State as voters have a chance today to pull the lever for either former Vice President Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. Or those those are the two big contenders still left in the race. Now, Joe Biden was in Mississippi over the weekend as he attended church services there as I like to call it, going and kissing the ring, as the presidential candidates always do in the South on a Sunday, at least the Democratic candidates, they always find the biggest black church available, and they go in there and they kiss the ring, as I call it, and kiss voters, uh, a hug up to voters, and, and actually often get up in front of the congregation, which I didn't think you should be able to mix politics and religion in a church, but evidently this has been going on a long time, and uh, it was very evident what I'm saying here about kissing the ring when you saw Mike Bloomberg, a, a Jewish man, go into a, a black, I think, a Baptist congregation and speak there in the pulpit. Just kind of not supposed to be that way from what I was taught growing up in the in the books about uh, politics and such. But, yes, Joe Biden made his way to Mississippi. However, Bernie Sanders didn't. He was supposed to have a rally, I think, in the Jackson area. And he canceled that to stay in Michigan, as Michigan's got more votes at stake here on this Super Tuesday. And now it looks like Joe Biden shouldn't have any problem winning. Now, Kamala Harris, the former presidential candidate, the senator from California, she has just endorsed Joe Biden for president. However, civil rights icon Jesse Jackson is supporting Bernie Sanders. I don't know what that's all about, but also the only other person that I found in Mississippi supporting Bernie Sanders is the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, who's a rather young guy, 
but he's already come out supporting him and he's about the only person of any kind of name recognition that's supporting bernie sanders on this primary day in the magnolia state well a guy who knows mississippi politics just about as better than anybody out there is bobby harrison bobby worked for the tupelo daily journal for many 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 years he's now working for an organization called the mississippi today.org i believe is what it's called a left-leaning website and bobby was interviewed on cbs news this week interviewed by elaine cano and he talks about not only are we voting in Mississippi today for presidents, but there's also a Senate race in the Magnolia State. And there's at least a familiar name on the primary for voters in Mississippi in terms of who might be the next U.S. senator. So Elaine Keanu and Bobby Harrison of Mississippi Today talking about this here on The Y'all Show. So voters will also be casting their ballots in a Senate primary race where Democrat Mike Espy is favored to win. Espy is looking to face off against Republican Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith again, a race he lost in 2018. If Espy is the chosen Democratic nominee, what are the chances he'll be able to win that seat? Oh, he won't. I mean, it'll be, you know, we're going to the uh, summer uh, and I do think Espy will win the primary uh, and win it, win it handily. He, he, he also is an endorsed vice president. Vice President Biden, I think, uh, you know, he had gone to the uh, into the summer as a as a uh, prohibitive underdog against uh, the incumbent uh, Republican Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. But uh, he has vowed he, he learned from the 2018 campaign. He got close. He got 47 percent of the vote and almost 47, almost 47 percent of the vote in uh in the 2018 special election. So he, he vowed he, he's learned from that election. He's going to run a more aggressive campaign this time. And, uh, and I, you know, he, he, he's been, he's had some strong fundraising numbers, but still, I mean, it's just so hard for a, a Democrat to win in the general election in, in, in Mississippi. We have, we, I mean, we, we have, I think I've seen studies where we have the, the largest percentage of voters who, are, are aligned with one party and they, no circumstance where they vote for the other party. And, uh, and until that changes some, it's going to be hard for the Democrat to win statewide. But, you know, in, uh, in, in uh, 2018, SB got almost 47 percent of the vote. In 2019, in the governor's election, Jim Hood, uh, the, the Democrat, got almost 47 percent of the vote. So the Democrats getting closer. And who knows if a few things go their, their way this summer going into the November general election. It might be a little different this time. We just have to wait and see. From CBSN, that was a conversation between Bobby Harrison, a longtime Mississippi political junkie, talking to CBS News' Elaine Keanu about the primary going on in Mississippi today. Missouri also has a primary going on today. In fact, Republicans can go out and vote. And if they go in there, I just want to let you know the ballot for the Republican Party candidates for president include the following names donald j trump bob eli bill weld joe walsh matthew john mattern and uncommitted so republicans you do have a choice if you go into the show me state today and vote republican or democrat they have other parties available for you polls open in missouri from 6 a.m until 7 p.m so no excuse for you to miss out on the chance to vote in the primary in the show me state today now looking at realclearpolitics.com's battle for the white house the poll averages right now and if the election were to held today according to real clear politics the national average has joe biden with a 50.6 poll compared to president trump's 44.1 that's a almost six six and a half seven point advantage 
for Joe Biden against the president right now. And in the battleground states of Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, even our own North Carolina, Trump has a little bit of an edge in Wisconsin with about a one-point edge there. Pennsylvania, real clear politics shows that Joe Biden's got almost a four-point poll average better than President Trump. And in North Carolina, he's also got just over a three-point poll average with Biden weighing in at 48.7 and President Trump at 45.3. And I'm not even factoring in Bernie Sanders at this point. This is purely Biden versus Trump, according to Real Clear Politics. So Republicans, you got a long way to go to get this thing through and make it a successful re-election. And the coronavirus obviously is not helping the president's calls this week as his numbers continue to sink a little bit. Not necessarily because it's his fault, but people have to blame somebody. And here's a good, good reason for President Trump to catch grief because there's no fighting back against the coronavirus. The coronavirus doesn't have a spokesperson. The coronavirus can't go to Congress and testify. And this is a, a, a real problem right now for our administration here in Washington, D.C. That wraps up our Southern Political Report on this Tuesday. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this hour with a smile on our face. Hummingbird season in the South. It's a coming, and we'll tell you all about it thanks to y'all.com. That's up next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple's spring sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple hybrid or Purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. I don't know about y'all, but I love me some good country music. I love me some good upbeat country music. And I hadn't heard that one in a long time from country music star slash bluegrass star and Grand Ole Opry member Ricky Skaggs. And to be honest with you, we're playing that because of the song title, Hummingbird. And that's a fast one. That's about as fast a song as you can possibly play. And speaking of hummingbirds... The y'all.com website, it's about as fast as you can find for coming up with great content. The ultimate guide to the South is y'all.com. 
And our buddy Clark Shelton, editor at y'all.com, has just posted a wonderful story called Hummingbird Season in the South is Coming. Amen. Can't wait for that. March begins hummingbird season in this region. And perhaps you're fascinated with hummingbirds like Clark is. And Clark's got some facts and tips for attracting hummingbirds to your own backyard, as there are about 23 different varieties of hummingbirds. You have ruby-throated hummingbirds. They're the most common in Dixie. The Rufios variety is found closer to the coast of the south. Texas, has, that, In Texas, if you're in Texas, you attract the broad-tailed and calliope varieties and two other types as well. Now, flapping away at up to 90 beats per second it burns up calories fast, so to maintain their momentum, hummingbirds need to eat, and they need to eat a lot, according to Clark. So to satisfy the hummingbird's metabolism, busy birds consume half their body weight in bugs and nectar. And they feed every 10 to 15 minutes and visit over 1,000 to 2,000 flowers per day. How would you like to go visit up to 2,000 flowers a day? Well, that's what hummingbirds do. Hummingbirds are the tiniest birds in the whole world. I didn't know that. And did you know that the Rufius hummingbird flies 3,000 miles from Alaska to, uh, from Alaska to Mexico twice a year? I guess this hummingbird's benefiting from the brand new USMCA agreement to be able to go from Alaska past British Columbia down into Mexico. Did you know that a hummingbird's heart is five times bigger than a human's in proportion to its body? I had no idea. Now, a popular hummingbird garden, if you want to have this, if you want to attract hummingbirds, you need to have the following. A pink begonia, a billy green fuchsia, campfire coleus, strawberry drop coleus, and a margarita sweet potato. That would be just to die for. And if you're going to put out a feeder, remember in hummingbird world, no red dyes in your nectar. Don't buy them. Don't do it. A simple home nectar recipe would be the following. A quarter cup of refined white sugar. And you need to boil water and then spoon it all up. And that's good enough to attract beautiful hummingbirds. Also, you need to change your hummingbird, the mixture there, and clean your feeder at least every six days. And if the temperature crawls into the low to mid 80s, you need to change it every four days. Anything over that, it needs to be about every one to two days. Also, for fun, go get you a GoPro camera with a timer, and that's a great way to get pictures of amazing hummingbirds. Again, hummingbird season in the south starts this month, depending on where you are. Again, Texas has varieties that you're not going to find along the east coast, and if you're inland, let's say in states like Kentucky and Tennessee, you may have varieties there that they don't have in the other southern states, but hummingbirds, beautiful creatures. We've got some great photos if you go to y'all.com of the various types of hummingbirds and clark did a great job researching this article and we want to promote it here that hummingbird season is upon us here now that we've turned the calendar to the month of march we've sprung forward here this week and it gives us more daylight to look at those beautiful creatures out there although small as we said the tiniest birds in the whole wide world oh by the way on hummingbirds females pick their mates males are always brightly colored so if you see a pretty hummingbird no offense, ladies, it's probably a guy. And to reward the women for not being maybe as as colorful, eh, it's the female that they're the they're the dominant species, if you want to say that. They they pick their mate. But isn't that the way it is with human beings too? 
don't women control everything? Yes, I, I think they do. And that that's a compliment, ladies. No, no hate mail here. Just go out and enjoy hummingbird season. That will conclude our first hour here of the Y'all Show. Thanks to y'all.com and Clark and everybody there at the Ultimate Guide to the South. We've got a whole other hour of the Y'all Show coming up. Sportsland yet. We'll get our hour started. And then Matt Hermans is going to be on to talk college baseball and Another great thing coming from y'all.com, the recipe for three-point poppers. Ooh, jalapenos will be in the spotlight. And all that's ahead on the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, we are back for another hour of the show that covers everything across the Southeast. We are the Y'all Show. John Rawl in the host chair. Glad to have you aboard. We've got Matt Hermans, the barrister. He's going to be the barrister of college baseball up first, and then he's going to switch roles and be the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's got a great recipe, courtesy of y'all.com, that we're going to break down with Matt Hermans later this hour. It's a recipe, jalapeno poppers. Technically, it's a recipe for three-point poppers. It's good. It has to do with March Madness and basketball, but it's a delicious appetizer. We're going to talk about that with Matt Hermans later this hour. 803-816-1170 is how you can reach us. At, y'all, if you got a recipe you want to share, we welcome you to text that to us, 803-816-1170, or drop us an email, y'all show, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W, y'all show at y'all y-a-l-l y'all show at y'all.com again our website y'all.com the 
ultimate guide to the South. All right, this is Sports Lanyap to begin this hour. And congratulations to the East Tennessee State University Bucks out of Johnson City. They're the latest team to punch their March Madness ticket. They got their dance and shoes on there in Johnson City as ETSU picked up their 30th win of the year. The Bucks are 30 and 4 overall. And on Monday night in Asheville, North Carolina at the Harris-Cherokee Arena there in Asheville, they beat the upstart Wofford Terriers in the Southern Conference title game, 72-58. to And they're going to go off to the NCAA tournament. A huge job there and a great job by Coach Steve Forbes. He has won at least 20 games over the last four to five years that he's been at ETSU. I don't know how this guy wasn't hired away to to go to another school by now, but he's got himself as a great coach. He's got the greatest basketball player in the history of South Carolina Gamecock basketball, at least the highest scoring player, and that's B.J. Mackey. He's got Mackey as an assistant there in Johnson City, and the recruiting has led a lot of people to come there. Remember ETSU in the non-conference play this year, they went all the way to Baton Rouge, and they beat a pretty good LSU Tiger team. So this is a program that's got some good wins already under their belt. And they got their 30th win on Monday night and become they become a great, great uh, a team to be on the lookout for. If you are going to be setting up your bracket, <laughs> you might want to have ETSU as your Cinderella for this year. They're, they're darn good. I just hope the Southern Conference can find another team to get into the big dance besides ETSU. As Furman had a good season this year, and Walford was on the on the brink of maybe pulling off this upset. And the Terriers punching their big dance tournament. I hope Furman can make it in. It's going to be a tough uphill climb. But congratulations to the Bucks there out of Johnson City again. Your winner of the Southern Conference, the SoCon champ. The oldest college basketball tournament in the country, by the way, is the Southern Conference. And its winner is ETSU. Way to go, Bucks. Now, looking at the women's college basketball side, the latest poll is out, and the Gamecocks of South Carolina, they have 27 of the 30 votes for number one, and Dawn Staley's club is number one, and they ought to be that way. They're 32-1. and one. They got the SEC crown in Greenville this past weekend as they, I won't say easily defeated Mississippi State, but they it wasn't a buzzer beater that the Gamecocks needed to go past Vic Schaefer's ball club. The Gamecocks, your SEC champions. Baylor actually lost their last regular season game. It was the first loss for the Bears in Big 12 play in 58 games. Now, the Big 12 tournament has not even happened yet. It's going to be in Oklahoma City later this week, and so Baylor has a chance to win their conference tournament. But the Bears right now rank number three in the latest AP Women's College Basketball poll. The Louisville Cardinals, they have done well this year, but they did not win the ACC. The Cardinals rank number six in the land. It's the NC State Wolfpack that went into Greensboro over the weekend and walked out with the ACC tournament title. I think it's their first crown in ACC play since the early 90s there for the Wolfpack, and a great job there in Greensboro over the weekend. The Mississippi State Bulldogs losing out on the SEC title, which they won it last year, the tournament title. Vic Schaefer's ball club checks in at number nine in the latest AP Top 25 for women's college basketball. Other teams from the South in women's basketball in the Top 25 include the Kentucky Wildcats at number 16. FSU is number 18. They're the team that played NC State for the ACC tournament title and lost that game to the pack. Texas A&M is ranked number 19. And Missouri State, way to go. Bears, the Bears in women's college basketball out of Springfield. 
They're number 23 in the land, and the Arkansas Razorbacks, just on the other side of the border from Springfield, there in Fayetteville. The Hogs check in at number 24, and the latest AP Top 25 poll for women. Now, let's tell you some news out of Knoxville. And normally the news is not so good these days when it comes to the Tennessee football program. Now, Knoxville police are investigating a gunshot wound to the leg suffered by Tennessee football player Brandon Davis. This happened late on Saturday evening. According to Knoxville police, when they arrived at the scene outside Uptown Bar and Grill near the Tennessee campus, they found Brandon Davis with a wound to his upper left leg and he had to be helped to his feet by several people. Now, he told police officers that he heard a shot go off inside the bar, felt pain in his leg, and realized he'd been shot. He told officers he did not know why someone would shoot him. Officers searched the area but were unable to find any shell casings or blood. A developing story there. He was transported to the UT Medical Center and has had non-life-threatening injuries. That's great there. He's a defensive back, a redshirt sophomore there for Coach Pruitt in knoxville he played in just one game last season as he was redshirted for the first year at tennessee back in 2018 we wish brandon davis defensive back for tennessee the best in his recovery after being shot in a scary situation but evidently non-life-threatening and that's always good news to pass along to nascar they make their voyage from out west to the south this weekend they just had the race at phoenix over the weekend now this weekend they'll be at atlanta motor speedway just south of downtown atlanta it's the NASCAR Cup Series at Atlanta, and that's going to be Sunday starting at 2 o'clock Eastern Time on the Fox Network, the South welcoming NASCAR back here to the fold. And now to Major League Baseball, Houston Astros. They, they've, the Astros have been in the news for the, all the wrong reasons over the last five to six weeks, and good news, bad news for the Strohs. It looks like Justin Verlander, the so-so talented pitcher who I know had the, the no-hitter last year, the right-hander for the Astros. He's got a lateral strain and is unlikely to be ready for opening day, but this looks like the ace for the Houston Astros is going to be back pretty soon as he has a mild strain of a back muscle and said it would probably take a miracle for him to be able to pitch in that opener. The opener this year in Major League Baseball is going to be, I think, March 26th. It's the earliest opening day for Major League Baseball, I think, in its history. And that's only just, what, two, three weeks away? And that's why maybe they're pushing this back. The reigning AL Cy Young winner who was hurt on his second-to-last pitch in an exhibition game against the Mets over the weekend. He had an MRI on Monday in Verlander, diagnosed with a strained latissimus dorsi muscle. And and I apologize, medical school people, uh, if I mispronounce that. And there's no timetable for his return. But this looks like it's not going to sideline him for a long, long, long time. But at least here for the next couple of weeks, Justin Verlander, not going to be suiting up for the Houston Astros, the embattled Houston Astros. We've got baseball to talk about after this break, as Matt Herman is going to be on to talk about college baseball. He's our barrister of college baseball. And then we'll get Matt Herman's later in the hour to switch over, take off his baseball hat and put on his barbecue hat, as he'll discuss the latest recipe at y'all.com for three-point poppers, perfect for basketball and a perfect appetizer. And that appetizing story and all this great fun is coming your way on the Y'all Show. Don't you go anywhere. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. 
Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And this is the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. I am John Rawl. Great to have you back here on the program that truly is all about the Southeast. We've got our barrister joining us right now, Matt Hermans, on this all-Southern program. And he's going to talk a little barbecue and maybe getting ready for St. Patrick's Day fun in just a few minutes. But right now, we've got Matt Hermans on to talk a little college baseball. As this past weekend, golly, what did we wrap up our third or fourth weekend in college baseball, Matt? I think technically this would be the fourth. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a great weekend. Some conferences, like the ACC, they started their conference play this past weekend. They do things a little bit different in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They all have a non-conference schedule for the teams toward the end of the schedule in May. They'll go out of conference for a weekend where everybody else, starting this weekend for the most part, will be all conference going all the way through the postseason. So, Matt, your observations of week four in college baseball. Well, a pretty another pretty great week for those of us who love to follow college baseball. There's only one remaining undefeated team, and uh, that is the Florida Gators out of the SEC East. So we have, uh, since we last spoke, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers have fallen from the ranks of the undefeated, which... Uh, uh, not to say that uh, that's that's a huge deal. I mean, baseball is one of those you're going to lose games and you're going to win games. But uh, they had a heck of a streak going. Um, currently, uh, before we move on from the Vols, yeah. not only did they lose, they lost their series, didn't they? That's right. That's right. They no, actually no that's lose. Wright State. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. They <laughs> lost the series to Wright State. That's true. <laughs> that is right. You're right. Um, so. So, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, Tennessee's still got a good ball club. They're right there kind of on the outside in, uh, kind of the outside looking into the top 25, along with uh, another big-time teams like Michigan coming off a World Series berth last year and TCU, which is kind of a perennial power as well. So still a good ball club, but baseball uh, is a humbling sport. Uh, it will uh, it will um, reward you, and then it will um, will punish you. It's just the way the game goes. And after this fourth weekend of college baseball, Matt, I've got in front of me the latest top 25 courtesy of D1Baseball.com. And I do see where the Florida Gators are holding on to that top spot in the land right now. The Louisville Cardinals, they've worked their way back from where they were once atop the chart. They're now number two in the latest D1 Baseball top 25. The Georgia Bulldogs continue to impress. Texas Tech also out of the Big 12. They're pretty impressive. Those are your top four from the South. Number five is UCLA. Vanderbilt, as Tim Corbin's team, is number six in the country. They went out to a conference, uh, to a, I think, an event out on the West Coast this past weekend. They lost a couple of games, but they did come back, I think, on Sunday and defeat TCU. Do you know anything about that game? Yeah, they did. Uh, TCU had just, we talked about them last week, they had just snuck into the top 25, and uh, they went ahead and dropped back out of the top 25 at the end of the deal. Uh, here, so basically, Vanderbilt came in. Uh, they dropped a game to UCLA, which is you know nothing to 
nothing to be embarrassed about. UCLA is a good baseball team this year. Uh, they they did drop a, a game to Southern Cal, uh, the other team, not not quite as good, but has still started off well this year. And then they finally ended up beating TCU four to three out there. So they ended up going one and two over the weekend at a at what is a pretty pretty tough. Um, a tournament out there on the West Coast. There's no slouches out there, so nothing to be ashamed of for Vanderbilt, but uh, not quite the red-hot start that they had in 2019, but uh, still a strong club. They've got a couple guys <clears throat> still hurt. The biggest thing for Vanderbilt is going to be Kumar Rocker, their star pitcher down the stretch. He's had a little bit of issues uh, with the elbow or the shoulder. Uh, they've kept him out um, trying to I determine uh, whether it's tendonitis or what it's going to be. You, you always hope for, I hope for the best for a college athlete like that. But uh, he, he's a star, and he'll he'll be a high draft pick. Uh, so if he can get back form into the form that he was in last year, that'll help them out quite a bit as well. But uh, no reason. Vanderbilt still sitting at number six. Heck of a ball club. The Commodores uh, certainly nothing to worry about. And you mentioned Rocker for Tim Corbin's Vanderbilt Commodores, the Vandy Boys, and he was a big part of that national championship team of 2019. He's the son of Tracy Rocker, a longtime college football assistant coach and a former Auburn football great back in the 1980s. And I remember getting him getting all the publicity last year when he was doing such a great job on the mound there at Dudley Field there at Vanderbilt on their campus. And in college baseball, of course, he chose to go play for Tim Corbin as a freshman. Are they? What are the rules as far as being drafted after they've already appeared at a college for a year? Are they eligible to be drafted like he was last year after his freshman year? Yeah, so college baseball and baseball in general is interesting. Basically, these guys get drafted every year. Um, okay. It's, it's kind of weird. So they, they will be draft eligible in high school. A lot of these guys will be drafted – at some level, and there's there's a ton of – the baseball draft is different than the football draft or the basketball draft. There's just a ton of rounds and a ton of guys get drafted. So um, you will see just just dozens and dozens and honestly hundreds of guys get drafted out of high school at very low levels. And they go to college, and the draft stop will sometimes – well, most often will rise, but um, – you know, there's some elite uh, prospects that start off at the top there, but no, you're, you're drafted every year. You have the ability to to take that draft pick if you'd like. It's not a situation in college football where you've got to play a certain amount of time before you can be draft eligible. These guys are draft eligible out of uh, high school, so um, yeah, it's it's a completely different and and a lot of times confusing, but a completely different different way of uh, of doing things in baseball well thanks you for clearing that up we're talking with matt hermans our college <laughs> baseball insider here on today's y'all program he's joining us now for the rest of college baseball season we're trying to do something a little bit different if you're wondering hey why are y'all giving college baseball a lot of attention on that here this here y'all show well there's a reason for that in the southeast not just in the sec in the acc as well and and big 12 you're just as guilty and even other conferences that aren't in the elite of the college athletic scene there's thousands of people that show up for these games sometimes more than ten thousand people will be at some of these ballparks for a college baseball game and so we feel like matt i don't know how you do in french we feel like we have a niche 
a niche here of covering college baseball here on the y'all show and yeah some of you may not be up and familiar with college baseball but there's a lot of fans and as we get closer to omaha in june we're trying to let matt hermans showcase his college baseball insight and learn from this so we can maybe get a little bit closer attached to our local college baseball programs and one of the great things about college baseball you see the teams who aren't in these power five conferences emerge and sometimes even win national championships here in the last 20 years let me rattle off a team a couple of teams from right here in dixie that deserve a special salute how about those rice owls they won the national championship in college baseball how about the let's see the Tulane green wave one not long ago and also the coastal carolina chanticleers maybe the biggest surprise in modern times winning the world series there in omaha back in 2016 and that's just to, to name only a handful who've actually won the thing then you've had other programs who've gone from the south and done well in omaha which by the way if you don't mind matt here let me brag for a minute on my artistic skills so in order in order to beefen up this little feature of college baseball i wanted to come up with a really cool image for our youtube channel for where we put this video version of our college baseball insider up and i don't know if you've seen it but yours truly took a lot of time to go find roughly 50 college baseball programs in the south their logo but specifically their college baseball logo some programs use a special logo just for the baseball team and so i went through and had to doctor some of the images up but i i'm I'm rather proud of my effort and if you go to our y'all show on youtube you'll see the image or if you see when we post the y'all show on our y'all.com website you'll see all these logos a real mixed bag of teams from all over the southeast and uh, i don't know if you've had a chance to take a gander at that matt hermans but i'm patting myself on the back here i I put a lot of work into that that's a lot of work and it's really cool i think um you know i I think i love our our segment um and i think that does it justice and i'm I'm gonna add something else in here i'm gonna be a little college baseball cheerleader um, which by the way if you're watching us on our youtube channel i've just switched over to the image where some of these logos you'll see in the background and some of these again colleges use them but some of them they're only kind of used just on the caps of the baseball team so they're not even promoted that much and i had to go in for example uab they have a certain b logo they use for their baseball team that they don't use in anything else and i had to kind of create that so yeah i'm bragging but hey it's okay you gotta admit they're you gotta admit they're pretty cool too some of them are, yeah, are, yeah are they really are cool. they're really cool um but all I was going to say is for those who are maybe saying, oh, my college baseball, it is what they call, and, and it is known uh, if you were talking to some type of ESPN head or something like that, they would call it a regional sport. And what that means is uh, the primary reason, the, the, it, it kind of goes along with our show here, the primary reason, uh, region where college baseball is played and popular is in the South. So, um, with the, and, and the reason it's a regional sport is because it's very simple. Mother Nature determined that uh, you get too far north and you just can't do it. Um, so there are Big Ten baseball programs. Big, the Big Ten is not known for its baseball. Um, not all the programs, for instance, have baseball. But it's, too, it's too cold. So we're already in our fourth week. And a lot of places in the northern part of the country uh, can still be covered in snow. Uh, so what, what that worked, that works a couple different ways. First of all, ball players want to go where they can play in the springtime at a program that, that really cares about college baseball. And many of those are in the South. 
And the other side of that is it's just very, very difficult to play baseball in the snow. And whenever it's 18 degrees, it's not that kind of sport and nobody really wants to do it. So when they say it's a regional sport, you're talking about the West Coast and you're talking about the South period uh, with some scattered um, uh, other schools that do play it, but not to the same degree. So that's why I say it's a regional sport. It's it's a very Southern thing as far as the fan bases go. And when you're talking about 10,000 seat stadiums, which there are some and that do fill up. This is essentially in the in the south, so it's a um, it's a regional sport, and it's the region we care about, and uh, it's it's a great time, family friendly. It's easy to get in and out of. It's easy to park. It's easy to do everything. So I encourage folks to get out there and enjoy the springtime. And if you like baseball, remember most of our minor <laughs> league teams have more than a month away from starting up their minor league season in the south. Our major league teams also have several weeks away, and. To be quite honest with you, a lot of major league teams, it's a little expensive to go to their ballparks, and it really doesn't even mean that much for major league baseball until we get halfway through the season. And then sometimes, let's say you're if you're a Houston Astros fan, you love your team, and then you find out they're a bunch of cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? So go That's bang on your trash can, Matt Hermans. <laughs> I'm not a pro sports guy. You know that. The Ast- yeah, the Astros happen to be close to me, but that's about it. I'll, I'll say this. That's true. There's not 162 baseball games in college baseball season, and all of them matter because you're working towards a tournament, you're working towards seeding, and you're working towards uh, conference championships. So, yeah, the games do matter. The series do matter. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different thing. You don't have to – there's no throwaway games in college baseball. And going back to my skills as an artist, in addition to being a y'all show host – so I have this nine-year-old college baseball fan that I'm pretty close to, and I created all these 50 logos for these various college baseball programs. And this certain youngster was able to correctly guess 49, and I'll say 49 and a half of the 50 logos that I created. The one that got him, you want to take a guess on the one that got him, Matt Hermans? Ooh, what about the... Uh maybe long beach state no these are all in the south these 50 oh, logos okay. i've got yeah, i you, got you i want everybody to, to to get back with me on this trivia question it's really not really a trivia question it's it's you got to go to our y'all show on youtube and look for this interview that we're doing right now with matt Herman's our college baseball insider or go to the y'all page and before you click play you'll see all of these logos up on the image there from youtube and this youngster was able to guess 49 and we'll call it a half out of the 50. I had to give him a, a little hint to make him correctly get it, so I won't give him the full credit. But the one that got him, Matt, was DBU, baby, Dallas Baptist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one. I was going to say maybe the Tennessee Martin. Uh, no, we didn't put them on there. I, the 50 logos I included were teams that are either they've been conference champions in the last couple of years. Oh, they're they're yeah. right there right now. Or they've at least gone to the World Series in the last 30, 35 okay. years. So DB, DBU certainly certainly up there in the programs for sure. So so we've got they, DBU and their logo that they use for baseball a little bit different. That's why the whippersnapper couldn't quite guess that one. But he got all the other ones, including MT, MTSU has a really unique college baseball logo they use. Then you've got teams like Mississippi State use a really unique logo for their baseball program. We just had a lot of fun with it, and and we encourage you to take our challenge there at the Y'all Show. Speaking of teams doing well, besides the teams I just mentioned a few minutes ago that are in the top 15 or top 25 of college baseball, 
Vanderbilt at six, Miami, the Hurricanes at seven. Mississippi continues to be a team that's on the rise. They're checking in at number eight in the latest poll. How about Duke? Duke got a series win over Florida State this past weekend, and the Devils ranked number 10. NC State lost their series at Virginia this weekend. The Pack come in at 11 in the latest top 25 poll. Hey, how about the Knights out of UCF? They're checking in at number 12 in the latest poll. OU, the Sooners, Boomer Sooner, they're number 13 right now. Arkansas, they lost a game, I know, to South Alabama, but they came back, I think, and won that series at Baum Stadium this past weekend. They're ranked number 14 in the land. FSU, after losing to Duke, they dropped down to number 15 this week. Mississippi State, Chris Lomonas' team got a sweep this last weekend, I think, over Quinnipiac, and the Dogs are 17 in the latest poll. Auburn at 18, LSU 19, Tulane, roll wave. The Green Wave checking in at number 20 in the latest poll. The aforementioned Dallas Baptist Patriots, they're at number 22 in the latest poll. And then two teams from the ACC wrap up the top 25 of the South at least and that would be the Clemson Tigers at 24 and Virginia the national champion from a few years ago the Hoos are at number 25. Matt Hermans, your take on some of these teams here in the top 25. Yeah great I love to hear the rundown. I will mention this you mentioned the Ole Miss Rebels uh, they are. Actually I didn't a- mention them I mentioned Mississippi. Uh, I see. Okay. Well, let's, we will be very specific then. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, ba- the diamond sharks yes. or the bears, um, they are, they are <laughs> the diamond insert your mascot this year here. Um, they are, they've won 14 in a row and that is, uh, that is a record for that program. Um, absolutely rolling four and this last week. Uh, that's a team we talked about at the beginning of the year that, uh, thought would be talented, but maybe a little bit young. Uh, it seems to have come together. You've got some good good arms for um, for Ole Miss. Doug Nikhazy coming back, the lefty, uh, really good pitcher um, who has some success in the postseason last year. You've got um, you know Kenny Powers out there, Kale Baker hitting home runs, and uh, you've got a club that seems to be clicking early there for, for Ole Miss. Duke, you mentioned as well, um, looking like a very strong program. The ACC, um, a, a Baseball powerhouse right now. You got Louisville at number two. You've got uh, Duke sitting there. You've got NC State, who were undefeated up until a week ago. You know, Central Florida. The ACC, usually a, a good baseball conference, but really looking strong this year. Miami, of course, Florida State kind of out of the top 25, but I imagine they'll be back. An interesting um, thing here is that you've got, uh, that I was going to bring up is you've got, you got Arkansas sitting at nine and five. Really struggled this year so far, but sitting at number fourteen, that is the uh, that is the value of a program that has been elite in the past. I would say, um, and I made a mistake. Florida State's still at fifteen. They've struggled, but they've struggled with good teams. That's the great thing about college baseball. You go out and play, um, and maybe you don't win a series, but you can get one of those games. Uh, you can hang around. Mississippi State. Um, the cool thing about college baseball too is you've got midweek games. So uh, what that typically is. You've got weekend series, right? So the weekend series usually starts on Friday, goes Saturday, and they wrap it up Sunday. Occasionally, you have a four-game series starting on Thursday. But generally, the way you play college baseball uh, generally is the weekend. So you've got a Friday starter, Saturday starter, Sunday starter, and you win two games, you win the series. Uh, Midweek games are pretty cool, though. You've got Wednesdays. Sometimes you got Tuesdays. You got uh, Thursdays if you got a Friday or maybe a two-game series on the weekend. This 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 week, you've got a a top seventeen matchup. You've got Texas Tech, number four in the country, going to Mississippi State. 
for a two-game midweek series, um, you got number 17 versus number four there, which is pretty fantastic uh, if you like to see some good baseball in the middle of the week. Why, why would Texas um, Tech go all the way from Lubbock to Starkville for a midweek series? Because that's college baseball. Uh, it's it's just really it's just really cool. Tim Tadlock has he made it very very clear when he took the reins there several years ago that he wanted to play the best programs in the country and he wanted to play the best programs in the country a lot. Um, so you know Texas Tech has been among the elite programs here in the last half dozen years or so, uh, but they still go on the road. There's nothing quite like testing your program um, for postseason play. To go into a place like Mississippi State, elite program, elite facilities, um, elite atmosphere, and just a really, a really great way to see what you got. Yeah, you're sitting at 16 and one if you're Texas Tech, but um, it's really nice to be able to get into a place like that, and it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to to go to a place like Mississippi State and play. So, an elite matchup between two ball clubs who have a legitimate shot of being in the College World Series at the end of the year in the middle of the week. So, uh, very, very cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, all right. Well, that's here this week. And, Matt, as we get ready this weekend, I know for the Big 12 and the SEC, it's conference play that's commencing. And your thoughts about some of our power programs heading into this opening weekend for their conference. So again, keeping in mind the ACC kind of kicked things off last week. Right. So, we've what we've done is we kind of covered the Big 12 a little bit at the beginning of the season, talking about who we thought was going to be there, who we thought maybe uh, was going to be towards the bottom of um, the conference. What we figured out, though, is that we, it, it's kind of what we thought. Oklahoma's, though, is better than than we thought. Oklahoma's had some, uh, some really good wins. They're sitting in the top uh, 15 at the moment. In fact, they had a no-hitter. Uh, uh, Dylan Aker, hopefully I got his first name right, but he threw a no-hitter a week ago for Oklahoma. Midweek uh, or weekend some, game? Uh, it was a weekend game. So they've got a um, they've got some good pitching there. They're sitting there right behind Texas Tech as far as the conference goes. Texas Tech, we'll, we'll start there. That that's the the at least at the moment the cream of the crop there in the in the Big Twelve conference. They're going on the road to West Virginia. West Virginia is a club that has had uh, quite a bit of success. Uh, in the postseason over the last several years. Um, West Virginia, again, one of these teams, pretty chilly in Morgantown, uh, <laughs> but they have managed to – they're sitting at 10-5 right now, but they have managed to to have some pretty good success um, throughout the last couple of years, particularly squeaking into the tournament and making some noise. Uh, so that'll be the first – that'll be a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, in Lubbock. Uh, and the weather there in Lubbock is going to be uh, – it's it's unpredictable. It could be 80 degrees. It could be 45 degrees this time of year. So that would be a great way to kick off the Big 12 Conference. Texas is another team in the Big 12 that has been a total wild card. And I would say we're still we're still looking at a total wild card for the uh, the Texas Longhorns. Really don't know how they're going to be. you got some power. Um but you've got a team that loses games that, that they didn't want to lose and have won some good games. And the other team really I wanted to focus on is Oklahoma going into Big 12 because they've been a surprise. Um, went 4-1 and one last week, sitting at 13-4 overall. Uh, Oklahoma has a history in baseball. They have not been probably who they would who they would kind of think they should be over the last several years. Uh, but you've got a team that beat Arkansas uh, on the 28th of February. Uh, no matter what Arkansas is doing right now, that's an elite uh, program overall 
at least. You've got a win over LSU on the uh, on the docket there. And then you've got a, a series win over San Diego State, which is a, is a formidable program as well. Um, and Boomer Center, don't forget, ranked number 13 in the latest D1 baseball poll. Correct. Uh, they've got a they've got a little bit of a break uh, before their conference play starts. They play Arkansas again, and then they roll into the University of Texas in, in about uh, uh, twelve days. So that'll be a great matchup. Texas Oklahoma. I mean, it kind of does transcend, um, uh, you know, even football. Uh, it, it's a it's a thing. Put it that way. So the Oklahoma Sooners are going to start off with their arch rival. That'll be fun. The only other team I was going to bring up is TCU. We've talked about them before. This is, a, again, year by year, you think of TCU Horn Frogs and Jim, Jim Schlossnagel. He's had so much talent come through there. He's had guys like Luke and Baker, just huge first-round draft picks hitting balls out of the park. He's got uh, great arms there year in and year out. They're sitting at 11-4, and four, kind of hanging around the top 25. Had some good wins. They won. They swept Kentucky at the beginning of the year. That got a lot of people fired up. However, you know, Kentucky – Gonna struggle this year, put it that way. They've got a they got a sweep over Cal, decent ball club, a win over UCLA, like we talked about. They're gonna roll into Oklahoma State, which is another one of the teams that um, that uh, will finish towards the top of the standing. There, Oklahoma State is uh, similar to Mississippi State in that they both pumped sixty million dollars into their baseball stadium in the last couple of years, which is an incredible amount of money and. Uh, for a baseball stadium, but they are looking to be elite in every aspect, and uh, a little bit of slow start for the the Pokes and the uh, and the uh, Bulldogs when you compare it to 2019. But uh, that'll be a great matchup as well. Uh, TCU going at Oklahoma State. I think both of these teams will end up in the conference race at some point down the line. And as we wrap up our baseball discussion with our barrister of college baseball, Matt Hearman's right here on the Y'all Show, the show that's all about the South with a little college baseball sprinkled in for a good measure. Talking about the SEC as opening weekend in the Southeastern Conference this weekend, you've got a bunch of top 20 versus top 20 matchups going on, including Arkansas and Mississippi State there at Duty Noble this weekend. That's the series up in Oxford. It'll be LSU and their rival. Mississippi getting together at Swayze Field. Kentucky will be at West End as Vanderbilt awaits in the SEC opener for both of these programs. Auburn's ranked number 18 in the land, and the Tigers have Texas A&M this weekend. Missouri and Alabama get together in Tuscaloosa. The Tennessee Vols, which fell out of the top 25 this week, they'll be in Columbia at Founders Park taking on the Gamecocks. And Matt, the best, I think this is the best matchup all weekend, uh-huh. is this weekend with Georgia and, and Florida. Georgia ranked number three yeah. and those Gators number one. What do you think about that? I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, this is this is a, probably the two best teams. Well, you could throw Ole Miss in there uh, with their winning streak. They're right up there. But as far as, I would say that you're talking about the two best teams in the SEC right now. Um, Florida undefeated, number one. Georgia sitting there at number three. Two uh, two wonderful ball clubs. But I will look forward to seeing, for anybody who's planning on watching this series, you've got a guy at Georgia named Emerson Hancock who is, in a lot of people's boards, this is the number one. And I, I hate talking about you know who's going to go pro and make money, et cetera. That's just not something I care about in college baseball. But this is a great, great player. Um, you're talking about 96 to 98 mile an hour on the fastball, which is – 
um, which is a hard, he's a harder thrower than than ninety five percent of the guys you're going to see out there on the major league uh, diamond. And there, there's a lot of guys that throw really hard in college baseball. But Emerson Hancock is an elite talent, a great arm, um, possibly the number one overall pick as far as pitcher goes. So Florida's had a great offense. Their offense has come into its own as uh, after struggling a little bit last year, just with youth only, not with talent. So the Emerson-Hancock matchup with the Florida Gators there in uh, Gainesville is something that, I mean, if you're a fan of college baseball, this is must-see baseball. And I'm, I'm fired up about it, too. I do think it's the best series of the, uh, of the, uh, the entire week. Yeah. Well, we'll have all the reaction to that here on the Y'all Show and preview it a little bit more as we go throughout the week. Matt, that wraps up our college baseball talk, but I got to – pop the question to you as we get ready to keep you on for the next segment are you ready for me to pop the question pop away what do you think of poppers i love poppers i think we uh yeah yeah, i love i love i like certain kinds of i like certain kinds of poppers done a certain way i'll put it that way well you hold on to your seat big boy because we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to wrap up our y'all show talking about an article that's up at y'all.com right this very moment and we'll switch over from our college baseball barrister to our barbecue and grilling barrister matt hermans right after this break stay with us Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. And we're back on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. I'm John Rawl. We've got Matt Herman's back on for this final segment, talking a little barbecue and more. 
and we asked him the big question prior to bringing him home right now and we had to pop the question to our barbecue barrister what he thought of poppers and Matt Herman's at y'all.com this very moment if you log on and if all y'all log on to y'all.com the ultimate guide to the south our friend Clark Shelton the editor at y'all.com has an article up called March Madness Recipe Three Point Poppers and so poppers to me Matt Herman's I'm still kind of getting used to, and so I ask you what you thought of poppers, and now that it is March Madness, your thoughts on poppers, then I'll kind of weigh in with a few of the tidbits of this recipe. Yeah, so I love poppers, and I guess the, you know, we say poppers, the in order, so basically what you have when you talk about a popper, and I think there's a lot of different ways you can go with it, but I really like you're talking about some kind of pepper, usually a jalapeno, but I would even argue that it doesn't have to be a jalapeno, but it's hollowed out. And then you've got some type of filling and then you wrap bacon around it and you cook it. That is the basic of a popper. Now I think, um, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll hand it back to you, but I think there is, there's a lot of different ways you can go. I think 90% of folks out there think of a popper as a jalapeno, cream cheese, wrapper, bacon, cooked. But there's a lot of different ways you can go with a popper. I'm a, I like them. I'm a big fan. And when we talk about poppers, Matt, does that mean a popper that has jalapenos is considered a Mexican dish? Or are jalapenos, are they used in all types of dishes? Mm. Well, that's a good question. Um I don't think so. Yeah. When you think of jalapenos, you think of Mexican food. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you think about, but I will say this. I do not think and, and somebody who's a, a, an historian of, I guess, Mexican cuisine could probably get into this deeper. <laughs> I don't think there's anything Mexican about a popper aside from the jalapeno used as a vessel. I will say that. I think right. that's why we have you on here to clear up this yeah. confusion. But yeah, but you think of jalapeno, you think of Mexican food. I think putting cream cheese, wrapping in bacon, and putting it on the smoker. I think that's uh, yeah. I think I think maybe the vessel is Mexican, but I don't. I think that's a pretty southern deal. Yeah, and one of the great things, as you'll see on this recipe, we, it's a recipe right now at y'all dot com. Uh, three point poppers is what this is called, and it includes some of those ingredients you were talking about. The it's got between six and ten jalapenos included in this recipe avocados also a part of this as well as bacon barbecue rub that's optional i think you would probably put the rub in your jalapeno popper right (laughs) i probably would if i'm using cream cheese i get a little flavor pop there yeah yeah well this calls for also cilantro and a cup of cheese optional here but one of the great things about poppers it looks like matt and you're the guy with the expertise in the kitchen you can do these things rather quickly. I think it's a roughly 30-minute cook time for these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're easy. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of rocket science to making poppers. The only, the only thing that really is going to take you any time is cleaning the pepper. I mean, the, the cleaning the pepper out. Here's why you got to clean the pepper. And, and I've used different kind of peppers. I've used jalapenos. I've used little fresno peppers that you find at the store i've used banana pepper there's all kinds of different peppers you can use it's just a vessel right it's just a vessel and jalapenos happen to be kind of the right size but what you want to do because you don't want to burn your face off you've got to clean out the inside of the pepper so that's what's going to take you a little bit of time the easiest way to do that is to cut it down the middle in half 
and then use a spoon to kind of scrape out the seeds and the um, I think they call it the the veins or whatever they call it. There's a there's the white kind of portion in the middle. That's where the heat is. The heat is not in the outside of the pepper. It's in the then the kind of the guts. So you got to scrape those out before you put your filling, whatever that filling may be. That's what's going to take you time. The rest of it's easy. Putting the filling, wrapping in bacon, sticking a toothpick, popping it in the oven. I prefer to stick it on the smoker. Obviously, that's what I do. But uh, no, they're not hard. They can take you a little bit of time, but it, the, the process itself, anybody can do it. It's pretty simple. And at y'all.com, we kind of tie in these jalapeno poppers with March Madness. Can you see that kind of the blend there of mixing poppers and college basketball? I can. You you know, you popping three pointers, you know, you got this <laughs> uh, this thing going, you you popping the threes. Uh but honestly the best part about them is that they're finger food, right? I mean they're they're great. And he, you know what? You know what uh is great about them too is and I honestly I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think there's a whole lot that isn't good with this condiment, but man, poppers dipped into ranch dressing is pretty good. Pretty good. It goes great with the jalapeno. So dippable you know, um, finger food, everybody likes them and, um, perfect. Yeah. It's not a, it's something you can kind of put out on a platter for people to hang around and have some beverages, watch college basketball, get fired up. And then, you know, maybe light your mouth on fire with a popper. It kind of goes together. Well, it looks like a great recipe. And if you go to y'all.com right now, you'll see the suggestion you just mentioned. It, it actually says serve with a side of ranch. So we're already doing the legwork for you at y'all.com. It's all mapped out, a great recipe, perfect for not only March Madness, but likely all year long. You could enjoy three-point poppers. Matt Hermans, thank you very much for coming on today's Y'all Show and weighing in on poppers and more. You're one heck of a guy. You're our, you're El Caliente, I think is the word. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's a great time. And uh, again, I wait till, I can't wait till next week. All right. Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister, everybody. Well, that will wrap up this, the Tuesday Y'all Show. Y'all make sure you join us on Wednesday. We're going to have country music talk courtesy of Precious Harris and a whole lot more. It's all going to be right here on the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all, Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... (laughs) or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.